Welcome, Comforted Home listeners. This is the Barking Truth, presented to you by Comfort at Home Pet Services. This podcast will reveal the barking truth about what is actually happening in the pet industry so that you can gain knowledge and education to keep our pets safe, healthy, and well. I will be your host, Jennifer Seibel, Certified Professional Pet Sitter, Dog Bite Prevention Educator, Fear Free Certified, Pet First Aid and CPR Trained, and owner of Comfort at Home Pet Services. I hope you enjoy. Welcome. In this episode, I want to talk about what it's like to be married to a professional pet sitter. So we have different type of businesses out here. Some people are just a solo sitter. They're just by themselves and they go and do all the work and run a professional pet sitting business. There are others who, you know, might guide their business and have independent contractors or employees that work for them and they just do like office stuff and behind the scenes and run their business. Um, And then you can have some people who, you know, work as a couple and run their business together as, you know, a couple can do. But then you have, you know, some of us who are out here and we have a spouse at home and we're running a business and we're large and in charge and we're taking care of everything. And as being a professional, sometimes it can be really rough if you have a significant other, you have, you know, a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever you have, and you have them at home. So I'm excited to say in this episode, I have my husband who's going to be joining us. His name is Jim. Say hi, Jim. Hello, everybody. So Jim's here to join us today to kind of talk about what it's like being married to somebody who is a professional pet sitter. Um, we just celebrated our our 14-year anniversary, and uh, but we've been together for, you know, what, 20, it's going on 21 years. Yeah, this December, I believe it'll be 21 years already. 21 years, like you stole my entire, you stole my childhood, you stole my life. Time flies when you're having fun, right? Yeah, um, that's what you want to call it. Um but yeah, so we just celebrated our 14-year anniversary. Some days uh, we look back at each other and we look at each other and we're just like, we don't know how we made it this far, but uh, somehow it's working. We've done it. But uh, I haven't been an, an, a professional pet sitter the whole time we've been together. I've been, you know, crazy jobs that I've had. I've been in the corporate world and, you know, I've never really had a, a technical. It's kind of been a nine to five, but some of my jobs I've had, like, you know, I do have to, I'm kind of on, I've been on call or I had to travel or something like that. But, uh, I've had this business for now eight years and somehow, you know, my business is thriving and we're doing well. And, uh, I just want to talk about how, what it's kind of like for you to be, you know, married to me with, with this job. Yes. Like in the past, you know, she's worked nine to five jobs and, you know, I work a nine to five job basically. So I'm done, you know, between four and five every day and, in the past, you know, we, she kind of worked the same type of hours and everything. So we have the evenings to spend together and we have the weekends to spend together and all that stuff. So like with her being a pet sitter, she's kind of always on the go. It's definitely not a nine to five job. It's like a seven day of the week job. And um, 
so yeah, so I, I work all the time. This is a 365 days a year job and I'm working all the time. And I know that, you know, I'm, I'm in and out of the house like a lot. And I know sometimes like you get a little frustrated with me because like I'm never around. Like, so sometimes I know like dealing with, you know, me in this job and being a professional pet sitter, you kind of, I'm, I'm sure feel like you're just, you know, a single person, like you're just alone in, in everything. Well, that's the thing, like, you know, she's always on the go, she comes and goes, and it's like, I'm here, so it's like, I'm here during the day for work, and then dinner time comes around, and she might not be around for dinner, you know, it's five, six o'clock, it's time to eat, and, you know, she has an appointment still, and she rolls in, but like, seven, seven thirty, so I gotta make dinner for her later, um, and it's like she's always on the go. And even on the weekends, it's tough to plan stuff because she has appointments in the morning sometimes, but she's free in the afternoon or vice versa. She's free for like an hour or two in the morning. And then guess what? She has an appointment at one. And then she comes home for an hour and she has an appointment between three and five. So it's like tough finding time to spend together on the weekends and to actually plan stuff out because she's kind of coming and going. And you know, even on Sundays, it's the same way. Saturdays and Sundays, that's a seven-day week job. So it's definitely not like a normal relationship where, you know, you spend time with each other in the evenings and you have all weekend to spend together because in the evenings, guess what? She has, she might have a training that she does and, you know, she's gone for a couple hours during a training um, or she might have trains on the weekends or just flat out have appointments, you know, during the evening and the weekends. Yeah. And, so, and sometimes I think, you know, what takes a lot of, you know, some of my time is not only my regulars, you know, I do have a lot of people that travel, you know, on the weekends. And, you know, sometimes they'll, I'll be doing overnights at their house. So I know you've kind of, you know, said before that, and I try to take a little time for my overnights because they can be a little tiresome for me. But I know that you've said a lot of the time, like, sometimes my overnights can be a little, you know, crazy for you just because I'm not around, but I just kind of question you. So talk to me a little bit about what, I, I mean, how's my overnights kind of affect you when... All I'm doing is I'm just sleeping at somebody else's house. Like, I'm just not sleeping with you and having to listen to you snore. Yeah, well, like, when you're out every night, it's like, you know, you leave at 5 and you're gone basically all evening. Like, you know, you leave at 5, you don't come home at all until, you know, 8 or 9 the next day. So, basically, 5 o'clock dinner time's around. It's like I'm eating by myself, and then, you know, it's time to relax. Well, you're not kind of eating by yourself, because the dogs are here staring at you the whole time you're eating, (laughs) so... (laughs) So I'm eating with the dogs, basically. Yeah. (laughs) And then I'm watching TV with the dogs, or watching movies with the dogs by myself. So, you know, it's nice to have some free time to yourself once in a while, but, like, when you do it every night, it's like, it's not one day, it's like, you know, a whole week. It's like seven days, or sometimes ten days, depending on how long the every night is. So it's like, you know, for seven and ten days, you're gone, and it's like you know, eating dinner by yourself and spending time in the evening by yourself and then going to bed by yourself and waking up by yourself. So it's almost like being a bachelor again and being single again. Yeah, um, it's a little so, scary, a little scary, but... So, yeah. but, but I mean, it's nice to have that time to yourself once in a while, but, like, when it's, like, you know, it's for a whole week and at times during the summertime when you have, you know, two or three nights in a row, you know, you could be gone for, you know, two or three weeks at a time or three out of four weeks in a month so it's definitely an adjustment um it's not always like that but there are some busy times such as summertime when people go on vacation yeah and uh i know you said it's kind of hard to you know plan things and you know do things and you know like like some couples i mean 
so, sometimes us, but not always because we've been together for 21 years <laughs> and we've been married for 14. But, you know, some couples sometimes, you know, want to spend some time, go out to a dinner or go to, you know, a movie or an amusement park or something like that. And I feel that, you know, I've kind of adjusted my business a, a little bit, not as much as I should and not as much as I can, but to try to have, you know, a weekend a month off that, you know, we can have together that we can go and, you know, spend time together, go and do something together with the dogs and plan something. Yeah, and <laughs> so you do, do a good job with that. I mean, you kind of change your schedule around, so at least you get, you know, one week and a month off. So, you know, we have time to plan in advance, basically. We look at your schedule and say, okay, you know, three weeks from now, you know, nothing going on. We can do this, do that. But, like, if we want to do something on the fly, if it's kind of like something, you know, just off topic, hey, let's go do, do this, let's go, go do that, we really can't do it. So that's an adjustment. Yeah. And then, like, a lot of times I have to bring her dinner, I have to bring you dinner to you every night because mm-hmm. you have your every night, but, like, you're not around any places to eat. So. Yeah, or I'm just so busy, I don't have time to stop. So, you know, I contact you or I text you or something. I'm like, you know, you check with me to make sure, did you eat today? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, crap, I don't I don't think I did. <laughs> and then, you, you know, hunt me down and leave me something in my car or drop me something off at the door. You're like my own personal, like, door dash. Yeah, I got to make dinner or bring it over or go pick something up and bring it over. So, yeah, yeah, that's definitely an adjustment, too. Absolutely. Yeah. And then even when, you know, I have, you know, downtime, like, you know, we, we take our vacations, you know, and we, we try to work it out so that we get a vacation you know in the years and I take my weekend a month off but I'm never really off even when I'm in and out of the house or if I just by chance might not have any appointments I'm going on you know how how's that kind of you know work for you and affect you when you know I'm I'm technically not off work ever <laughs> so yeah it's like a 24/7 job because even when you're not actually out doing appointments and you're here at the home you know, you still have, like, the business side of your job where you're kind of, like, doing payroll or doing other things or you're responding to people's, you know, text messages or emails, stuff like that. And on top of that, besides, like, you know, dealing with clients and helping clients out and, you know, doing your schedule and everything else that you don't think about normally, then you have, like, other pet sitters calling you for help and advice, basically, or either, either just like other people, like neighbors or even clients calling you because, you know, their dog might be sick or they have some type of pet issue. So because you're well-versed in, you know, dog training and all the pet stuff you know about animals, you know, people call you for advice a lot. So it's like, it's like you're off, but you're not off because you're constantly doing other things, basically. And it's like you never get time to relax. And even after hours, even after normal business hours, people are still calling and texting you. So it's like a twenty. Yeah. It's almost like a twenty-four-seven job almost. Yeah, which it is. And you know, just since we're on the topic of you know making time for each other and you know with my business, is that um, holidays? Holidays for us. I mean, we kind of make it through the holidays. Um, but holidays sometimes are my busiest time because everybody else is, you know, out dealing with their families and, you know, doing certain things. So I'm, I'm usually pretty, you know, booked. So, I mean, our holidays, we kind of, you know, talk to, tell everybody, you know, kind of how our holidays kind of work. Yeah. So basically, you know, like a lot of your clients, a lot of your clients are away. So it's like, you know, we kind of have to plan around them rather than plan on our, by ourselves, basically. And so maybe normal dinner time, you know, for Thanksgiving or Christmas isn't between three and five. We either got to do it earlier or we got to do it super late when you're around. 
Yeah, well, let me tell everybody, nothing's ever super late when it comes to eating with Jim or spending a holiday because if you met my husband, he has his own certain schedule of when he's got to eat. So I'm e- I'm eating early normally. So by the time it comes to around dinner time, I'm starving again, but he's usually good. With his <laughs> bowls of cereal, he sits there and eats all day. <laughs> yeah, or if we want to go visit, visit family, her family or my family, it's kind of the same thing. We kind of got to, you know make time around her schedule and everything so it might be at different times later or earlier so yeah it's like we're always kind of like playing around you know her schedule and other people's schedules so it can be difficult but yeah. we try to kind of plan in advance unless something comes up yeah and sometimes you know even with the holidays we might get to celebrate it together you know me and you in our own weird way and then different times that not you know, normal people would do. But, you know, when it comes to the family and we have to visit, because my family is not around here, you know, we have to go and visit them. Sometimes we're not even doing it around the holiday. We're doing it a month to two months, you know, after the holiday has already happened. So, you know, it can be a little crazy. And the other thing is, too, you know, talking about, you know, not having time is... Just talking about, like, we would try to plan things. And, you know, like you said, we can't just do spur-of-the-moment things because that's just not, you know, how my business allows things to run. And a lot of the times when my people come back from their vacation, they're already booking for the next year. I book a year out in advance. So most of the time, if we want to do something, we have to know about it like a year and a half in advance so that, you know, I can kind of block off time and do things like that because people come back from, you know, a Christmas holiday with their family and they're already booking for next Christmas. Yes, yeah, so just like, you know, Jen tries to block out time during the month. You take, you know, a weekend off. She does the same thing with our vacation. We have to kind of have to plan a vacation a year in advance. We, you know, we try to go twice a year in, you know, like May and September and we kind of got to plan that out in advance. So, yeah, everything's kind of done like way in advance, basically. Yeah. And, and to kind of go on some, some other subjects here, um, I'm sure you all heard a couple of barks here in the background. That's our that's our puppy Hudson. So it kind of makes it hard for, you know, us to kind of spend time together, too, when we have, we have four dogs. We have four crazy dogs. We have two seniors and two younger dogs that, you know, can get a r- little rowdy at times. So I know sometimes when I'm sitting here trying to do work and you've got to take care of the dogs so they're not bark or I'm on a phone and, you know, things like that. So, I mean, you take care of a lot here, not only making sure that, you know, I've been fed and you're my DoorDash driver, you take care of our, you know, our dogs and the house and things like that. Yeah, that's the thing. We got two puppies, like you you said, and, you know, train, they could be a lot of work. And when you're not around a lot, like I have to do the training and everything. So, yeah, it's, it could be a lot sometimes. It gets to be a little crazy when especially, you know, we don't get to see each other that much. And like when we sit here and try to have a conversation or something, we've got them begging for our attention. Yeah. Like they're like, why are you two trying to be together? Like, who are you? What's what's going on? Why do you guys want to talk? Why do you guys want to do anything? Like they're doing right now. Yep, like they're doing right now. We have Tinsley dinging her bell. I don't know if you guys can hear that in the background. Tinsley's been dinging her bell. She wants to go outside and play in the mud and rain right now. And uh, Hudson was trying to, you know, get a toy off of her. So now she's going back to wanting to be outside. But I know there's, um, back to our podcast, I know there's some other things that, you know, kind of, you know, worry you at times with what my job is. I know you get a, you know, a little concerned. So I know sometimes, you know, you try your best to, you know, check in on me. So like when you're doing overnights, like I said before, you know, you're gone from, you know, five in the evening until, you know, early morning the next day. So it's like, you know, you're at a strange house, you know, you don't know what neighborhood you're in, what type of neighborhood it is or who the neighbors are and you're by yourself. So yeah, I try to, you know, give you a call every night 
before you go to bed just to make sure everything's okay and make sure everything's going good. And um, I, I think one time, actually, you're at a house and the garage door just opened up. Like, so crazy stuff happens. Remember oh, that? my God. Yeah. I do remember the that. The garage door just kind of opened up out of nowhere. You thought somebody might have been breaking in. So you had to call the cops, I think. Yep. I called the cops. I called the cops. And I was like, oh, my God. The garage door just opened for no damn reason. I, we, I still never found out why the hell it opened. No, it was like a ghost or something. Yeah, I think it was a ghost. Because I do spend some time. I, I swear some of these houses I'm at, like, it's like haunted houses. Yeah, so stuff like that happens. And, you know, even like, even when you're not over, doing overnights, like in your daily routine, you're out doing walks, you know, you're by yourself walking dogs, and, um, you know, you're in strange neighborhoods, you're by yourself, so, you know, anything could happen, you get attacked by another animal, or, you know, there's crazy people out there, obviously, so it's a dangerous job, and yeah. the, the main thing about your job, too, is you spend all the time in your car, you're like a salesman, you're traveling all the time, so mm-hmm. it could be dangerous driving around, and especially in the wintertime, you know, You've been in a couple accidents in the wintertime, too, you know, so yeah. people... And those ones weren't my fault. Yeah, the they, couple couple of them were not my fault. Well, it was the wintertime and people slid into you. Yeah, so. the, when they slid into me. But that's, that's the thing, like, you're always out when it rains, snows, ice, so, you know, anything can happen, you know? Yeah. So it could be dangerous and very worrisome. Yeah, and I think almost... Uh, almost any time something could happen you know yeah. to me and it usually does yeah, you know. i mean if anything could probably go wrong it probably goes wrong like either with my job and what i'm doing or just you know being out and around you right. know that's the kind of luck i have like we said when we first started dating like i have the worst luck and you've we've laughed about it yeah. like several times that my luck has never been you know the best and nothing's changed with that so. yeah nothing's changed with that and i'm very accident prone so that doesn't that doesn't help either <laughs> yeah, you, i guess you could be clumsy at times right? yeah yeah, not really. Um, <laughs> trying to play it off, okay. Yeah, trying to play it off. Um, yeah, so, yeah, this job, I mean, it, it just kind of puts a strain on us at times. And, you know, it's me always being on the go and everything like that and dealing with, you know, clients and, you know, not only clients sometimes. Like, I'll, I'll be home here and I'll have some downtime and we'll schedule like, okay, let's watch a movie. Let's sit down. You got a few hours. And then sometimes it's that, you know, colleagues of mine are calling me looking for advice or neighbors and whatnot. So, yeah, it's, it's never a nine to five and, you know, I'm constantly busy. But then let's go into some of the parts of what all you have to pick up around. You know, you, you do help me a little bit, you know, with my business. And, and I'm, I'm going to ask you a question in a, in a couple of minutes here. But, you know, one thing um, you do help me out with is sometimes trainings because I, I do do quite a bit of trainings and stuff. And sometimes I just need an extra body there. I need somebody to do something. And so, you know, and especially it's funny that um, I I get you definitely in for all my aggressive dogs. So I'm like trying to personally kill you in the midst of all this that I get you in with my dangerous dogs to help me work with them. Well, dogs like me, so I don't think that's... Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> they only I, like you because I teach you the right way to approach them and deal with them. I have a common sense about me, so... Is that what it is? A so, calming sense about you? <laughs> Okay. But yeah, no, it's it's good for me to kind of do the trains with you because it, it's cool to see the different types of dogs and the different personalities and everything like that and to see what you do and, you know, how you train them and everything. So it's kind of good to learn that stuff. And yeah. it's fun just seeing other dogs and, you know. Yeah, because you're, you're an animal person too. Well, you're a dog person. Yeah. You're, not mean, a, you're not a cat person. I'll, well, I'll tolerate cats because I have allergies. If it wasn't from allergies, then I'd probably be a cat person. But 
Yeah, I'm definitely more of a dog person than a cat person. Yeah. So let, let me ask you this, because I kind of laugh about this all the time when we're sitting here doing this podcast talking about, you know, how rough it can be being married to, you know, a professional pet sitter. But um, let me ask you, what do I actually do, Jim? <laughs> you, you mentioned that I do overnights and I'm, I'm here and gone, but I, I mean, sometimes I feel like you don't even like exactly know what, what I do. You do pet sitting. Which means what? You do pet sitting. <laughs> so you do, I sit on pets? Yeah, pretty much. Well, no, it's it's different things. You know, it's taking, it's basically taking dogs for walks to exercise them, or if they want to go for a walk, playing with them. They basically spend time with them, to get them outside, you know, to feed them. It's all different things. Feeding them, you know, making sure they have water, spending time with them, you know, so they have some... So they're not going stir crazy, basically, for the half hour visits or hour visits. You know, it's walking them, it's exercising them. Um, that's just part of the job. You know, the other part is, you know, some of them have health issues, like cats. So you have to give insulin shots. Um, you know, you have to give medications to certain cats and dogs. Or even, like, certain dogs and cats have to have special food. So, you know, it's multiple things like that that, you know, you don't think about. It's not just taking dogs out and playing with them, basically. It's other things like that. And then there's also the train that goes along with them that, that you do. Yeah. Um, and I think you've kind of grown in your own knowledge just to help our own dogs out from coming to some of these trainings and stuff with me and getting to see it. Because I know when I first took over this business, uh, there's Tinsley trying to get our attention again. Um yeah, but when I first started dealing with this business and uh, doing some stuff and I was doing some trainings, I know you would, you know, talk to you, you talk to some of your colleagues or friends and stuff of yours. And they're like, you know, what's Jen doing nowadays? And you're like, oh, she runs a pet business. And they didn't have any idea what it was. And at that time, you didn't have any idea of what the hell I was doing. So, you know, when the training started, you're just telling people like, oh, yeah, just give them a Kong, give them a Kong. And you knew what a Kong was. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's how you felt like, oh, training, training, all it is is giving a dog a Kong. Yeah, right. So you've learned, I, I, I feel that you've learned a lot more from just, you know, being there with me. And even though I I've taught you how to train our two new puppies because I'm just not around. You, you've done a good job. Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely been a learning experience for me because it's just little things you learn about. It's not just giving a dog a bone and saying, hey, go, go in the corner and be by yourself. You know, you learn nutrition, what's good for dogs to eat in terms of food and even like, you know, toys like raw hides are bad for dogs. So you like our dogs, we give them, you know, buffalo horns and uh, deer antlers rather than the traditional rawhide. So you kind of learn about nutrition and what's good for dogs and what's not good for dogs. What kind of keeps dogs busy and occupies dogs and in terms of, you know, other stuff like food, the, the good food to feed your dogs. And our dogs are on a raw diet, but there, you know, are some type of pet foods that are okay for your dog. So you just stuff like that you don't think about that. I'm more educated now than I was in the past and even like stuff like vaccines and medications you know I've kind of learned all that stuff and the training you know I've learned training from you as well which I've, I've applied to our dogs and I think you know we have a, a seven month year old golden retriever who behaves very well and you know a year and a half old Shalky who also behaves very well so I think it's just because of the training mm. that Jen's taught me to kind of dogs have been so obedient because of that yeah it's not about them being obedient. You've kind of taught them with everything that I've kind of taught you. You've taught them what, what we expect from them. No, you know, absolutely. not not a time like right now when we're trying to, you know, do something. But, um, yeah, and they're just being, you know, their young puppy selves. So, yeah. So is there anything else? I think those are like some of the main things that I think we've hit on that kind of, you know, can make it rough to be married to, you know, 
a professional pet sitter. I mean, I'm sure you can go on for another, you know, couple of days on a podcast with me to talk about what, why it's so hard to be married to me. But uh, and me in the aspect of, you know, be, being a professional pet sitter, is there anything else you can think of just to kind of, you know, warn my audience to let them know that, you know, it, it can be a little trying on our on a relationship? Yeah, I think the main thing is just, you know, like we kind of said earlier, it's not a nine to five job. It's a seven day a week job. You're always on the go, you know, morning, afternoon, evening. So I think when you're in a relationship with a, you know, a pet sitter, you just kind of have to be aware of that. And you have to want to put in the time and, and, you know, the effort to kind of make it work. And you kind of have to be understandable that, you know, the pet sitter isn't always going to be around. He or she is going to, you know, come and go. And you kind of got to work around her schedule and, um, you know, make it work that way. So do you have any advice for anybody who is already, you know, kind of with the professional pet sitter in, in some type of, you know, manner? What advice do you would you give them instead of just, you know, understanding the job? Like, how do you handle it? How do you handle, you know, being alone a lot of the time and having to, you know, suck everything up and deal with my schedule? Is there any advice that you would give to, you know, anybody? Well, I mean... I don't know when you're dating someone, but, like, we're a married couple, so, like, with you not being around a lot, you know, a lot of my time, my free time, I should say, is spent, you know, like, doing stuff around the house, you know, cleaning, you know, we we feed the dogs raw food, so doing the dog's food, you know, taking my time occupying with the dog, so I, I tend, I you know, going grocery shopping, doing stuff like that, so a lot of stuff falls on me because you're not around a lot so it's the responsibility of epic stuff and I'm, and I'm I'm fine with that so I just think you have to kind of be open to you know doing those things and also understand that when you know your wife or husband is around you gotta try to find time to spend quality time with them that's all yeah okay Okay. And I mean, we try to, but sometimes it gets interrupted with, you know, either the dogs or, other, you know, phone calls or other, you other know, work thing, work other work things. things and, or... you know, sometimes it can be a little frustrating and sometimes, you know, you got to hold your tongue. And I know you've said to me, you know, many times, like, you know, just don't do this. Don't answer the phone. Don't, don't take on this other appointment. Don't do this. But, you know, that's not in my nature. Yeah. No, I mean, you're, you definitely care about your business and what you do and you know you're all in on it which is good and great and you know sometimes it can be frustrating from from a relationship standpoint but i understand and i'm patient with it and i think that's the big thing when you're in a this type of relationship with somebody you have to be patient with them and understanding so if if there's somebody who doesn't have patience just get the hell out just get out of the relationship (laughs) if you don't have patience you're not understanding then yeah it's not for you that's for sure yeah all right (laughs) Well, Jim, I thank you so much uh, for being on here with me tonight, um, and I hope to have you on another podcast sometime soon. We'll have to think of another one. This was this was kind of fun, and this was our our dedicated time together. Oh, Hudson, we we heard you on here too. I, maybe you should have a podcast with your dogs. You can let them talk. Yeah, let them bark the whole time. Yeah, um, <laughs> but but yeah, so uh, this was our you know little bit of time that we had for to for today to spend together, and we did it doing a podcast. So it's nice that I can involve you in some of the work that I do. So well, there we go. Instead of relax and watch TV, we're doing work. So. That's right. That's right. So I hope everybody enjoyed this uh, this episode, and I uh, hope you got a little clue into what it's like to actually you know be married to somebody who does the hard work that we do and the dangerous work that we do being professional pet sitters. So tune in next time.